0: I'm Alice Gray Harrison, Director of Corporate Communications, and today we're going to have a special episode of Coffee Talk, and Brooks Gallagher, who spoke on Matt's live stream a week ago, is joining us to share even more tips. Everybody said we want to hear more from Brooks, so we brought Brooks out of retirement, and we're working him hard. Over the past couple of weeks, and he's joining us today. Welcome, Brooks.
1: Well, thank you, thank you very much, Alice. Great. You can see I brought my coffee because excellent. That's (laughs) right. That's right. We can talk more about that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So when you spoke to us, it feels like six years ago, but I believe that was just a week ago. You know, something you said really triggered a thought for me, and you know, we've all been going through all of these emotions. And fourteen years ago, I got married. And when I got married, I changed cities, so I moved to Greenville. And I had a new house, a new husband, a new name, a new job. Had to find a new hairdresser, just <laughs> a, a new doctor. I mean, everything in my life seemed to change all at once. The only thing that didn't change was my little dog Woody. And so I remember being like. Looking at my husband and saying, You don't understand, my whole world has changed, even my name has changed. And so, you started talking about how today this is the most change that we will ever go through, hopefully, in our lives that happens all at once. Everything in our life changed. And I reflected back to how I felt when I got married, and this, those same sort of feelings kind of, I was like, Oh, yeah, that's what I'm feeling. But it's even more so because I've got this anxiety. It's not this happy change. It's it's this anxious, I don't know what's going to happen next. I, I don't know if I'm safe. Like they're saying now what, that people are walking around with the virus and they don't know they have it, right. the And so there's just an enormous amount of stress and anxiety. With all that being said, we want your expertise to help us navigate through that. What is it that we need to know? And what are some steps that we can take to, you know, mitigate all this anxiety and stress?
1: Sure, sure. And, and you know, you mentioned, you mentioned an important thing, and that is that good stress can be very mobilizing, exciting, new marriage. Yeah. New, new this that and the other new life and that can be mobilizing but it's sort of a bell curve because it goes up and it's energizing but too much brings about anxiety depression and you know obsessive worry etc and with that i think we really have to keep some perspective and i think that that's one thing is perspective Right now, we're going through more uncertainty and change probably since folks in World War II. And most of us were not born then. <laughs> most I- of us <laughs> that are going to watch this were not born <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> during, you know, during that period. And with that, everything changed for folks. And in a similar way, every system in our lives has changed. You know, if you look at family, work social system, health, finance, economy, everything in our lives is uncertain right now. And with that, there is a lot of anxiety. And I think that that's a good thing to perhaps talk about today is managing the anxiety, because that can really be overwhelming and debilitating. And with that, with all of that change, we've got that hypervigilance of what's going to go wrong, what's next, what's going to happen, what are we going to do? And with that, too, there's really two elements. And we'll talk about one more than the other today, because one element is the physiology. Because at this point, our adrenaline's going, yes. cortisol in your, in your system, and you are mobilized. And that we need to recognize has to be brought down because that feeds worry. Mm -hmm. stress. And so that's that mind-body connection. So very quickly, because I don't want to dwell on that as much today, there are three basics that I think about when I think about controlling the physiology of stress, the physiology of worry, if you will, and anxiety. One is that old familiar when exercise, aerobic activity lowers the adrenaline levels and lowers the cortisol levels in your system so that you are able to calm down more readily and also turn off worry and anxiety because it feeds it. Number two is diet. And again, we mentioned this a little (laughs) bit the other day. Diet, probably the biggest thing that you could do with, with, there are two things. One is caffeine. You know, a little bit's good for you, a lot. (laughs) All of us have had too much coffee and we're wired, right? Right. Caffeine is a stimulant and it, if I'm already mobilized, it puts me over the top on that stress. So we want to lower that. And so So you're
0: saying I shouldn't have eaten all that leftover Halloween and Valentine's candy. No,
1: particularly the chocolate loaded.
0: (laughs) Just just checking on that. That brings
1: up another worry. (laughs) Gee, my clothes don't fit. (laughs) I've run into that myself. but, But the, but the third element of that is something that really takes a little bit of practice, but there's plenty of stuff out there, like Headspace that we mentioned last time at yes. but there And that is mindfulness, things like meditation, teaching yourself to physically calm. Mm-hmm. And we can talk about that. I wish that was a light switch that you could turn on and off. Yeah. But you know, we have all kinds of excuses for not doing stuff. I know what to do about exercise. I'm a great excuse maker. Sure. I know what to do about diet. I know what to do about you know managing caffeine, managing alcohol is the other one I didn't mention. I know all of those things, but doing it sometimes is sometimes much more difficult. You know, it's yeah. sort of like nothing says loving like something from the oven. You know, <laughs> 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 and, and with that, those things we want to look at. But let's talk about the other side of that today, because that's the the psychology of worry and okay. call it the head game side. And with that. One tool that I use and that I find helpful, other people find helpful, and I wish I could take credit for making all this up, but it's well established. And that is in any given moment, you know, in our lives, we like to feel in control. We like to feel like we're in control of our destiny, our time, our family, our health, our well being. Uh, But It's interesting because we live in three dimensions in our head every day. One is the past, and whatever we did, good or bad, is in there. And you know, if you think about it, do you have any control over the past? And probably not. You know, the past—it's done, right? It's done. But we can learn from it. So we. But the past we have no control over. But oftentimes, what we get into is, wow, yesterday was overwhelming. This happened, that happened, the other happened. Now where am I? I fast forward to the future, and the future I begin to think about and anticipate. It's called anticipatory anxiety. We begin yes. to worry about what may happen,
0: and that's where we are today, right?
1: Is my child going to be sick is yeah. my finances. Uh, What am I going to do about getting my work done? Whatever those worries are. Yes. And so, but if you think about it, we really don't have any control over the future. We all know that, you know, sometimes bad things happen to good people. Airplanes fall out of the sky, things like that through no fault of our own. But with that, the one place that we have control is in the moment. In the moment, and that's the present. And at that point, there is a choice that we can make. When I'm fast forward between, goodness, yesterday was a hassle. Wow, what's today going (laughs) to be? I'm worried. But that's where people who, if they work at it, can bring themselves back because you can't control the future, but you can sure influence it.
0: And again,
1: present becomes our past, right? Right. So with that, that's where, It becomes important to think about, do I learn to take maybe what we've learned other places, that cleansing breath, take a deep breath, relax, learn to relax physically. And at that moment, we've disrupted that chain of worry for that one moment. And there's a choice point. And that choice point is, what do I choose to focus on now? Do I choose to focus on those things that I have no control over, an obsessive, Right. Dig a hole for myself. Or do I focus on those things that I can have some control or some influence over? And that is a choice point at that point to do that. And with that, if we anchor in that, there are two things. I like to think about it two ways that the things that give us a sense of control, and think about this for yourself one is a sense of accomplishment.
0: Right. Wow,
1: I got a lot done today. Yeah. I feel great because I feel in control of something. Yes. I got other, that
0: checklist done, right, checklist done, 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 yeah.
1: And, you know, the other day I was feeling like, God, you know, this is a bummer. I can't do as much as I used to. You know, if I go downtown, people probably throw rocks at me. And, and <laughs> with that, what can I focus on? Well, I went down in the basement. I got a big box. And for two years, I've been saying I was going to clean up my closet. And so I got all the clothes. Some of them didn't fit. I felt proud of that because they were too big. And, oh, good. and so, and so I, I filled this box and then I took it to a charity organization and two things happened. One is I had a sense of accomplishment. I actually did something. I'd been planning right. a long time. But the other thing was that it had also some meaning. It uh-huh. has value of helping someone else. Now, with that, here's the trick: at that very moment that we bring ourselves back to the present, and I use a little mantra in my head. Means nothing. Everybody can have one, and that's maybe some people say, "Be in the present," and it's a trigger to say, "Okay, take that deep breath, calm down, and focus." And we're getting outside of ourselves. So we can be objective. I used to use a little thing, and totally made-up word, blonde, meant nothing. Sounds like some African tribal word, I guess. But but the, all it meant was be where you are now. And it helped me focus on the present. And at that point, think about, about it this way. What would have meaning or sense of accomplishment? I cleaned up. You know, it's sort of like when they are going get tough. They tough get cleaning, yes. <laughs> clean up your house. Yes, <laughs> you I
0: know? mean it's true. When I feel out of control, I, I, yeah. it drives my husband crazy. I'm like, does that belong there? Does that belong there? You need to put that away and that away. All of
1: my environment, it, it it it's right. You know, I heard somebody the other day say, "You know, I created a workspace. I put my stuff here and there, yes. and a certain place in the house. It they gave it gave them a sense of control over something, right. some sense of accomplishment.
0: And That's exactly accomplishment.
1: Right. we say, right. We well, those are small things.' Yeah, they are. But what you've done is you've created a positive memory now of accomplishment. Yes. And so tomorrow, or the next moment, or the next hour. You built on something rather than, oh my God, what's going to happen next? And so with that, there's accomplishment and there's, there's meaning, doing something meaningful. You, you and I, when we were visiting about setting this up, you said, I can't do it at noon because that's a special time for my daughter. And I. You sent me a picture of her riding her bicycle, with her helmet on. <laughs> yeah, I love that picture. That's great. And with that, that has meaning. Mm-hmm. It has meaning in our lives and we need to find that. And with that, those things are there, but we spend a lot of time focusing on other stuff. And so look at the list there. You know, one is an accomplishment of exercise, <laughs> you know, two is giving, doing something for someone else. You know, I've heard lots of stories about doing things for other people. My, there's a, a ninety-five-year-old lady that lives alone. She has some help, a neighbor of ours. My wife likes to stay in touch with her, give her a hand on stuff, and maybe she's going to the store and pick up something. There's there are things that we do that give us both meaning and a sense of accomplishment. And so I think looking at that, and that's personal. Everybody is different in terms of what accomplishment looks like for them or meaning. But you've got you've got reaching out. I think it's very important to stay connected to people yes. just because we are socially distancing doesn't mean we need to be self-isolating
0: and those right. two
1: things. Two is, with that, what can I do at that moment? Maybe I've had a bad day and you know was snappy with somebody. Of course, I'm sure that never happens to you, but <laughs> <it does. laughs>
0: Just at home, <laughs> just at home.
1: And with that. That choice moment that you have to back up and say, okay, stressed out, sorry, let's, yes. l- let's re- rewind the tape here and start over. And being able to give ourselves that sense of control, that sense of accomplishment. And with that, that is a choice point that we make throughout the day. Now, I will be the first to say some people are wired more towards looking at the half-empty. That's true. And they may have to work harder at some of this.
0: Mm-hmm. Some
1: people are wired more towards wow, what can we do differently? Yeah, and Those things don't come easy for some, come easier for others. And those are just right. differences. But everybody can be better at that. And so th- that is a little thing that I use. Every situation, there are three choice points. Do I control it? Do I influence it? Do I have neither control or influence? And the only place we really have any control is in the present.
0: Right. So that, wow.
1: that influences our future. So that's the short thing for the short coffee time we have. Probably yeah. We fill any moment.
0: That's <laughs> that's amazing thinking. And you know, when I think about the situation that we're in, gee, we we. I consider myself very lucky that I do have meaningful work that I can do that can impact the yeah. positively other people. You know, I have friends who are dentists, both of them are dentists. And so right now they're both at home. Yeah. that they, they can't do anything. I mean, they're just stuck at home, no income, both with practices. And so you know They're finding meaning in other ways, but I, I do think that we are very fortunate that we can find meaning in our day through our work at DHG. I mean, a million other outlets as well, but that is something that I've thought that numerous times over the past few weeks, how lucky I feel that I have something that can keep my mind busy and focused and, and being able to make a difference. Absolutely. I think it comes down to like right now, do I like seeing myself on camera? No. <laughs> but does this make a difference in how we're communicating? Yes.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it brings up a couple of things. One is leverage Zoom, human contact yes. is important. You know, the hierarchy <laughs> of communication, email is the world's worst because, mm-hmm. the second is phone. At least you get voice inflection. The third, is something like Zoom, and it's the next best thing to be there. But right. we we'll pick up 80% of our cues about what's going on, the emotional content from visual con- yeah. contact. And so those kinds of things are very important. Absolutely.
0: Well, Brooks, thank you so much for sharing a little more of your wisdom with us. I know that this is helpful to me, and I certainly think it will be helpful to others.
1: Well, I, I hope so, and I hope you have a great day, and all those people that may watch this on DHG <laughs> do the same. Okay, okay. Take care. Thank you. Have a great day.